let it sink in. Write it out until you give in. Dance until you feel it, baby. Dance until your heart's forgiven. Sit and let it sink in. Write it out until you give in. And I'm so happy to present to you tonight. Please make welcome the one and only Handsome! Uh, hello, uh, this is The Tune In, episode three. How's that? All right. That's my clapper. Hello, uh, my name is Cram and welcome. This is The Tune In, a uh, pedestrian's podcast getting to know our pick of some of Australia's most exciting emerging acts heading into 2020. We're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. And uh, we're here at the ESPY. So happy to be here at the ESPY to have a look at this episode and uh, other pedestrian gigs. Head to pedestrian.tv on YouTube. And I'd like to welcome the one and only handsome to the show right Hi. now. Hello. Hi. How Thank are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, um, before we start, can we just do a tinkle together? Yeah, yeah, a little tinkle. There's okay. nothing better than that. Oh, my it's God. It's Sample it. I've got to say, like, before, so we might as well do this before we even talk about it. So we've got some old tapes and it's a weird thing in this show. You've got, like, old props mm. of history and, t you know, things that tend to happen in props is they just get ignored. But yeah. I thought you were a particular example. <laughs> so this is a tape. This is a quarter-inch tape. I don't know what's on it. But this is, like, a little bit like looking at an old an old jalopy, old yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> and then a little bit further on, we had these, which I still use personally, which are just the best things. And this is a cassette. A cassette tape. And this is a demo tape by someone called C- from like 1996. I don't know if you can see that. And I just wanted to read this to you. So C- is Adam, Sam and Wally. Now, Adam recorded this on his four track at his house in Joey's shed and Sam's house. He also mixed it at Sam's. All songs by Sam. Liz Payne sung sweetly on two songs. Isn't that cute? Aww. Please call us for bookings on this number, all tapes. And I think it's from Carring Bar. Is that Sydney? Isn't that cute? I think that is, yeah. That? That's amazing. Now, I wanted to do that and just completely put you on the spot in yeah. a totally random way. Yeah. So we'll put it back in its thing. We've got to, <laughs> got to do that. Put it back in. Is there even little, is there little yeah, drawings on there? Oh. I, greedy, just, I like the cover copyright, as well. Copyright Greedy Music, yeah. 1996. <laughs> that's good. Their own, their own company yeah, run out of the exactly, shed. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's oh, how you should tapes. do it. Um, also, one of the reasons because behind you is this beautiful old retro phone mm. that I thought you might like. I do really like that because I use a lot of old phones in my video clips. I know. It was just yeah. that sort of I do have a point to what I'm talking <laughs> about because I absolutely love your song, Save Some Love. Thank you. I just love that song. Thank you. I don't, I'm not as prepared as I should be mm -hmm. about all your other work, so I'll That's probably okay. just concentrate on that That's track. Fine. But that seems like a little bit of, of a country unto itself. Mm. Um, so much I want to talk about with that song. But yeah. one of the things is there's that awesome retro phone in there. And as soon as I walked in, I'm like, I have to talk to Handsome about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, what, how did that come to be in like, what, what's the premise behind that sort of some of those retro things? Yeah, the first video and single that Handsome put out was um, Late Night Ball Game. And uh, we used a retro phone right at the start of that. And the whole premise of it is the, f the first character scene picks it up and then you know, we're like clicked into a new world. And uh, the idea behind so much of the the EP that I put out um, last year, uh, No Hat No Play, is about 
the idea of communication and between, you know, many different people, you know, your friends, your family, etc. And so I thought, um, you know, using the repetition of phones specifically, there's there's just a beauty and a romance of phones like that. Mm. <laughs> like yes. I grew up with that kind of stuff when I was very young. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure my parents still had one of those like ring. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just another sound that I love. But yeah, we sort of wanted to use it as a theme. I was like, you know. I thought about that in terms of the sound of that too. So it's like it's like those mechanised sounds that at the time you might sort of be slightly into, but mm. in retrospect, once they're gone, they're a symptomatic of a lost period of history. So that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And also that lineage between communication then mm. and communication now yeah. is kind of the same. Yeah. Just the, the, um, the apparatus mm. changes. I find, yeah, I, I'm so um, turned on by the intricacies of sound, I think, and I use a lot of it in my music, but... Um, yeah, like what you were talking about, you know, like if you ever grew up with the sound of those phones, like everybody knows what that sounds yeah. like and using that in music or, you know, using it in soundscapes and stuff has always just really interested me. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's like a romance to the idea of, you know, before phones existed that people wrote letters, etc. And so I wanted to like incorporate the idea of um, communication but in a way that kind of, yeah, it romances me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because um, during the course of the of the video, when the call is made, mm-hmm. and then the the, the type yeah. comes out. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, like, um, just that there's some really interesting moments in the video. So that's it's you and um, the subject. They're not the same person. Like they're totally different. People like who were the actors in the? In um, the actors are just friends, yeah. which is funny because friends don't really know how to act. But um, yeah, that's kind of good, though. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I agree, and I, I think um, so much of what Handsome is about is about um, the community that surrounds the music. And so um, at the time, you know, um, while it was still growing, it was that those people were my friends, and I wanted them to be a part of that journey. So yeah, so Rachel um, Hibbard is like the main sort of character in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of shot it and then thought, oh, I'm not sure if this is totally translating, so we're going to have to use subtitles. But the That's subtitles, a great yeah, the subtitles worked really well because in the end, um, I don't know, it's probably jumping a bit too forward, but we ended up using like six or eight different languages in subtitle yeah. um, to express what you were reading in English, and the whole idea of that was kind of that whoever you are and what la- whatever language you speak, whatever culture you are, like we hear you and we're, yeah. we're here for you mm-hmm. and um, sort of like extending that like a, as far diversely as we could. It's a, it's a multi-layered um, clip because yeah. there's that thing like whenever you say if you watch a film on SBS and there's um, um, subtitles mm. and you're, you're put in a mindset of sometimes feeling like, oh, I wish I knew the language because I'm missing the nuances of the totally. facial expressions. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of, it's kind of enjoyable to read what's going on and it's almost like the way your, your brain operates is on a slightly different space, slightly different, different framework. Yeah. And watching that clip, like a, it's, it was very much a case of like, oh, should I kind of wanted to watch what the action was or am I listening to the track mm. or am I listening to your singing or am I, am I reading the stuff? Yeah. And I, I think that I kind of wanted to see if that was 
a conscious thing on your part to create a multi-layered experience that we're and it kind of it kind of creates as many questions as answers and I really like that about yeah. your work. It oh, that's to, cool. Yeah. Um, I think I mean. I think first and foremost, like I'm just a control freak that likes yeah, to right. like multi-layer everything, <laughs> um, and I don't know if I minds, I like the fact that that's what came out of it. I don't think I consciously did it at first, but I do like the fact that now is it is a kind of clip that you can watch more than once because it's so hard to make a clip like that these days yes. because every video has been made before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the idea of you know the main character kind of who's me who's sort of going through a trauma that. Um, you know, needs to be pulled out of by the people around them. Um, you know, she finds all of these little tiny hidden messages. Yeah. And it's like it's just it's just the that, that tiny thing that you sometimes need to do to, for someone to like compliment them or tell them that you're there for them. Like that's yeah. kind of the main premise. But um, because uh, the character's finding all these Easter eggs, these little tiny secret things, yeah. I thought it would be nice to sort of start putting them all throughout the clip and, you know, using... So we started using that um, the subtitles to obviously tell the story more, but then it sort of be, it became a bit more complex, which yeah. was exciting. Yeah. yeah. that this is my first interview. Yeah. But I've been looking forward heaps, probably more than anyone else, to interviewing you. Thank you. Because it's also the the clip is shot in an interesting environment that, mm. you know, places I've been but not where I would have grown up. I just wanted you to tell me a little bit about where it was shot and where the buildings are and if you have a background, like is yeah. it a place that you know? We actually, um, it took so long to find the building um, just because uh, I, like Melbourne's a lot different. I, we shot it in Sydney. That's yeah. where I'm from. But... Um, Sydney has this ridiculous way of just cut, like drop, just knocking everything down and making them new. Yeah, and so not necessarily better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you know, it sort of lacks that sort of nostalgia feeling that you're talking about. But um, we actually we found the building in um, Balmain, which is a suburb that I grew up in. Okay. Um, and uh, what we were basically looking for was just, you know, um, something that we could shoot from a wide facade and it's got like all of these multi-layers because we really just wanted to be able to shoot those scenes where one person's running one way and the other and you're constantly missing, you know, each other. Um, And so, yeah, uh, I don't think we ever set out to have a nostalgia to it, but it was actually amazing that we ended up finding a place in the the suburb that I grew up in. I did want to ask you about your live show mm. and um, just whatever shows, what shows you've been playing recently. Can't wait to see you play tonight. Can't wait either. Yeah, I've never seen you play. I haven't seen any footage. So yeah. can you describe what, what's your lineup? Or what do you, um, what do you yes. do live? So we may, we, it's very sort of electronic, I guess. Um, Shan plays an array of different instruments, keys, um, bass, uh, sample stuff and vocals. And then Albert plays... Um, electronic drums and sort of sample stuff and I just sing and um, like singing I I use like a a voice pedal um, which is I guess like an instrument of its own but um, what is that like it's called a TC Helicon yeah you should buy one Um, it's really they're really amazing but it means that I can like drop my voice by octaves and put wow yeah put like effects on it and stuff which makes the 
the experience a lot more like visceral, I guess, and it much more true to the recordings. It's, um, it's trippy because yeah. I, when I first heard um, "Save Some Love," it uh, sections of it really reminded me of Anthony and the Johnsons. Yeah, so cool. I got that. Yeah, and I know um, in that regard, I was wondering. Like is that your voice? But then it really changes. And I was, it is I, my voice. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing yeah. how that much variation you can fit into the space. And I'm yeah. stoked that you're just singing because I'm really yeah. interested to see what you what what you in, what inhabits you like the yeah. space. Well, like not, singing, not to put you on the spot. Or no, anything. no. Like singing to me, um, it's never really been my the one thing I do. But in other projects I've done before, I've always played mm. other instruments in, as well. Just singing to me is like such a powerful tool mm, and um it's uh you know when i started out handsome and like all the music i make um i use a lot of vocal manipulation because so much of the message of the band and the brand of the band or whatever yeah. is um the idea of like skirting between gender yeah. um and so being able to manipulate my voice so people are like is that a man or you know like not and not sort of getting matter. a grip exactly. yeah exactly and not really getting a grip on it um, a lot of people uh, like uh, Joyride, my um, my sort of friend and co-write colleague, um, who sings on Late Night Ball Game. Um, everyone just assumes that he's the singer in Late and I'm um, Save Some Love, yeah, but right. I'm like, no, nah, it's actually me. No, so. I, I I thought it was definitely you. Yeah, cool. I just wondered if that was your voice or that you'd affected it, but yeah, it's definitely affected. It's, it's just weird because I wanted to talk about the name Handsome. I think mm. it's fantastic. Mm. And um, ask you a little bit about that. Like um, um, Holly Rankin's a friend of mine and oh, I cool. asked Holly about Jack River and mm. I'm like, so why did you decide to call you that? And she said, I wanted to degenderify mm. the artist's name yeah. but also create a space for me where I could just be Holly sometimes and yeah. then when I'm on stage I can be Jack but it's mm. the same person. Mm. And I was looking back um, historically in my own mind, my sometimes vague and yet very <laughs> happy mind, that this never used to happen that much. And I think yeah. it's one of the most beautiful things that's happening with the whole kind of um, gender conversation. Mm. And a whole new world artistically is opening up yeah. um, and where that space is kind of being turned and mm. how it affects your perception of the music, like what you were saying about who's singing or whatever, but yeah. also in terms of character. Mm. Um, that's is that really feel exciting to you? I mean, is that a? I mean, was that your premise for Handsome first and foremost? Yeah. And yeah. do you feel it like it creates a sense of freedom that in yourself that you can just because you seem like the sort of artist who could just do anything <laughs> like this track and other things I've heard bits. Thank of, you. Like I kind of one of the great things about your work I think is that the the possibilities are endless. So nothing you mm. choose to do could be a mistake. <laughs> so because you're, you're essentially working completely on a blank canvas. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Like I know you said you'd been in other bands before and did that stuff. Do mm. you feel like you'd, you have um, arrived at Handsome through a particular type of adventure and a happy happily arrived here? Yeah, I do totally agree with the idea of freedom. Um, I think... I think there are certain things, like certain names that you can choose or like use your own name or whatever and it, they're... they're the, the industry finds a way to box you and boxing in music, as you would potentially know, mm. is really hard to get out of. So, um, but yeah, on a genre level, I don't think that Handsome will ever stop progressing. I want it to continue to like push mm. boundaries mm. and um, and yeah, th there is there is that also that idea of being able to 
play a character on stage, but so much of the character is myself as well. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's exactly the same situation with Holly. It's like yeah. it's not that Jack River is not her, not her. Yeah, it's like yeah. she's totally exactly who I am. But it's almost like it's like an amplified version. Yeah. Why can't we change who we are? We can have multiples of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and 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 also like being able to do that on stage <laughs> means that um, you know people in the crowd, um, you know, come to the. Self-discovery that they can be like that as well, yeah. and so many um, like younger people, um, like queer, diverse people, come to our shows, yeah. and um, it's really exciting to yeah. like to it's it's really exciting to have people come up to you after the show and um, yeah, and feel like they're at home. I think you it know. can be. It's a weird thing. Like I'm in a very sentimental space this week, because, okay. partially because. We did this show at the yeah. Forum on Saturday and we played, we're going to do this, it was a one-off show but I think it was so successful happily that we're going to do it as a tour next year and we played all of our singles from the very first one to, to the last. It's amazing. And it was such a, an emotional journey for me mm. and I wept at the end because I just, you know, we love each other. When Feel you've been it, in the same yeah. band with, with two people that you love for 30 years, it's really amazing space. Crazy, yeah. But particularly um, from the point of view of like so... Fiona is our manager and Janet's our bass player, Wit's our guitar player and I'm the drummer. So it's essentially been two men and two women hanging out for mm. 30 years and I've noticed through playing with other acts that a lot of guys are not used to playing in bands with women mm. and it's just like, and I know in the sense of um, Janet's point of view saying recently in an interview, I just really love playing heavy, heavy music and mm. when I started it was almost like, oh, that's not very feminine mm. to do that. And yeah. I think a lot of those sort of stereotypes have been happily smashed. Yeah. And so now we're at a space where um, in reference to the word handsome, mm. which is a word that's always been used to describe a very good-looking man yes. and beautiful as very good-looking woman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this is why I always like to say every, everyone's beautiful. Yeah. And it's like it just seems like such a simple thing that it's yeah. taken a long – I guess what I'm saying, it seems to be in my concept of looking back, looking where I am right now with you and then into the future, it seems annoying that it's taken so long in the public consciousness for this to sort of Yeah, it's a funny. it's a funny thing. I mean like I, I think I sort of started the idea of the idea of Handsome because I do play – with androgyny a lot in the way I look um, and have done so more so, like more in the last couple of years yeah. and there was a photograph of me and my girlfriend that I put on Instagram and this is so ridiculous but yeah. the photograph um, I, I look like a boy like I really do yeah. and um, the caption was like um, when you just want to be handsome for the day yeah yeah and um, I was so taken by it I was just like that feels well, it's a great word yeah it, I mean it sounds great out loud it's a really nice but you know word. like um, if you look back on like even the 50s, um, you know, like Catherine Hepburn was called a handsome woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it wasn't, you know, it, it actually spans back a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, it's taken all this time. And I think handsome has always been about a level of masculinity, mm. you know. And so um, Catherine Hepburn obviously was really well known for like wearing trousers and yeah, things like exactly. that. And that sort of gained her that um, that descriptor. But um but yeah, I mean, I I really I really identify with the word, uh, the name handsome or the word yeah. handsome. If somebody calls me pretty, I'm like out of yeah, it. Yeah. Like it just doesn't compute <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, handsome and beautiful, I think, are, are words that um, like I feel are fine descriptors. But yeah, it, um, other other people, you know, other men, women, whoever, 
who want to be called pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of – that's where the name kind of came from, just sort of playing around with that gender idea but also, um, yeah, wanting to feel um, androgynous whenever I want to. Well, um, I totally agree with you and I wanted to finalise the, the whole handsome discussion in the sense that it creates an, an impression mm. straight away. So as soon as I heard – the name mm. it was an intriguing situation where I wonder what this is and mm. so not only have you the na- not only does and, and band names do and artist names do have that effect yeah same as names of productions or the name of a work of art and yeah it's kind of like um, created a space of well intrigue and openness and that seems like exactly what you've what you've you've done yeah um, it's funny like when we started um, and we got our first uh, international tour, I think it was to Canada in the US. And back then it was very much, it was almost a bit, you were seemingly a bit uncool mm. to be Australian. Everyone <laughs> wanted to be, and, and there were no Australian bands on big festivals. And then the things started to change right. in the 90s and the late 90s. And it's it's such a great space now where, um, I mean, I, this is the way I feel and we feel. But it's very much a, a space where you don't feel like you need to be American or from the UK mm. to have a voice and be able. And, and on on uh, on the contrary to that, you're actually happy that you're not from that. So you're happy in the self. And I think it's a, a, for any human and any artist. What I guess we're really trying to do is find a space where we're comfortable with ourselves and we can sort of yeah. contribute to. I have this thing: is if you have a good relationship, if you good relationship with yourself you'll have a good relationship with others and they'll have in turn look yeah, after yeah. you and it's a real yeah. symbiosis. That's, that's such a huge – it's funny that you say that because that's such a big part of Handsome in general, you know, like the idea of being hap- you know, comfortable with yourself is it suddenly starts to project and when – It can take a while sometimes. Oh, you know? yeah. When I, started, I, when I started Handsome, like so much of a, a, a catalyst was the fact that I was making music and I wasn't making music that I thought was um, creating change. Mm. And so I was like, let's do this. Let's amplify, like let's amp it up. I got yeah. to the stage where I was like um, – I started like going to – parties and dancing which is something I never did like taking to the dance floor and like yeah. just like started to feel so much more of myself yeah and then um like surrounded by this community of people that like all were the same they just like held their bodies like differently because of the way that they were so comfortable with themselves yeah. and then yeah it's and then it started projecting into the music and I was like this is amazing this is I want to make sure that this in a live setting it like comes off for us sometimes yeah. Sometimes in life, and I feel this right now, mm. that I feel so happy that I'm doing this gig now and yeah. not like 20 years ago. Yeah. Because my space as to where I feel I'm at is um, in much better shape to inhabit this space and mm. talk to people and le- I feel like I'm in a really learning and it's st- still kind of evocative space but very much a space of support and interest. Yeah. So the question is um, in two parts. Um, I'm asking the same question to every artist I'm talking to and it's basically who are you now and who do you hope to be in the future or think you will be? Whoa. Yeah, it's heavy. That's I know. Really... I didn't I didn't write this question, which I kind of like it. Rachel wrote it. So our producer, Rachel, hi. Okay. I had to make mention of her. She's sitting down there on the ground. That's yeah. how committed to the to the She is in the, cause the room. She is. She told me she likes sitting on the ground too because so it's more comfortable. So I don't, that's, I don't I won't mention her that. again. She's going to kill me. Um, okay, sorry. Um, so, so who am I now and who do I hope to be? Hope to be or think 
to be. So it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be a situation where, I mean, you can say I hope this might happen, but I think this might happen. Just whatever can you know philosophically, conceptually, that you feel. Okay. Um. I guess to answer that, I feel at the moment I feel really creative. Um. I feel like. Um, I have a lot to offer when it comes to music and sound and um, visual art uh, and also creating change and pushing messages that I care deeply about. Um, but uh, who I hope to be, uh, I hope to be able to progress my art making, you know, inwardly, uh, creatively. I want to be able to... Um, grow as an artist uh, and in doing that I'd really like to get to a point where uh, change is actually being created on a whole nother level mm. politically um, in the space of my shows in the space of the art that I'm making and in the lives of people that are a part of the journey. I think that's the best answer we've had so Thank far. You. They keep top everyone keeps topping each other. <laughs> Um, who's next? I don't know who's <laughs> going to be next. I don't do any preparation, as you can tell. Um, I li- literally have been living in the moment for the past 35 years and I don't intend to change now. Don't, um, don't change. No, no. Um, so having said that, mm-hmm. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Um, all the love. And I hope those things happen not just for your sake but for everybody's sake. And I can't wait to see and hear the future of Handsome. And thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. If you want to hear more podcasts like the Tune In, visit uh, the Pedestrian Podcast Network and subscribe to our channels on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all other places where good podcasts are heard. <laughs>